settle down in your armchair. Blandy's back for the Whistleblowers podcast with Brendan Bowers. It's 100% the sport you love. And welcome to another Whistleblowers podcast. It is our weekly podcast on all things sport where we chat about what's been happening with Aussie sports people, teams overseas, while catching up on our national and local sports too. And each week, we feature a local sports person or administrators. We dig a little deeper into what they've been up to, what's been happening in sport locally. Brendan Bowers, hello. Hello, Andrew Bland. Happy, happy whatever day it is. Happy whatever day it's Okay, I'll take that. <laughs> uh, well, it is a Tuesday we're recording this. Um, now, just before we uh, we get down to business here, mate, I'm, I don't know whether you're aware of Triple M's Hunted, uh, it is uh, your chance, well, not yours. Well, you can enter if you like, Brendan, I guess. Uh, thanks to Fraser Coast Tourism and Events to win a Kingfisher Bay Resort stay, uh, three-night stay there, uh, daily breakfast, return uh, ferry transfers, of course, a half-day whale-watching cruise aboard Quick Hat 2, and a four-wheel drive tour of the beauty spots on Fraser as well. It's valued at over $1,500. Sounds pretty good, doesn't it? It does. What a prize. I might yes. just have to pay attention. Well, now. you might. Well, I've got a, uh, a clue that's only available on this particular podcast. And ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, do we have a uh, do we have a, a drum roll here? Oh, we do. Look at that. Ask and you shall receive. Uh, soprano. Soprano is the cryptic clue as you look at me and I must admit, I, I know where I'm going to be hiding and uh, I'm trying to draw the line to Soprano is a cryptic clue. Well, you know, as you know, it, it conjures up two images in my brain, uh, Tony Soprano, the great mafia boss mm-hmm. on TV, or is it Dame Joan Melly? Dame Joan. Well, you're just going to have to wait, aren't you? All right. Soprano, write that one down and listen into the big breakfast for more cryptic clues for, uh, of course, Triple M's hunted. Okay, let's get down to business, mate. We've got to start with cricket, don't we? We do. Our wonderful Ashes team. Yes. Uh, well, look, we can't poo-poo them too much. We still lead 2-1. It was a disappointing test match uh, with the result, uh, especially after being in a position, I thought, where we had them on the ropes. Where do you reckon it went wrong? Oh, look, again, don't want to be too critical, but our, our top-order bat- batsmen need to score a few more runs. Mm-hmm. We're putting ourselves under pressure. I think, uh, uh, I mean, Smith went all right last game, but, um, you know, Lubber, Shane and that, they just, you know. Lubby's still making 20s and 30s. Uh, Smitty didn't do a lot at all with the scorers uh, in this test match. Uh, and, of course, Dave Warner, I think, made uh, five for the game, faced 10 balls. So that obviously puts pressure on your top order when uh, your opener doesn't last too long. Yeah, but we're going to look at the positives and Mitch Marsh coming back into yeah. the team. <laughs> bludgeoned a century, well, and we can only say bludgeoned. Well, we would have been absolutely stuffed without him, to use the vernacular. I mean, um, yeah, after making 128, after, after what are we making the first innings there? 263. Yeah. So he's made near on half the score. Uh, without that contribution, we would have the game would have been over earlier. For me, it all seemed to go pear-shaped, uh, after lunch, uh, we had them four down. They were still trailing by 130. Uh, and, or seven down. Was yeah, it? I think it was seven down. It was seven down. Sorry, yes, it was, because we'd taken four in the first uh, session. They were seven down. Ben Stokes still in there. But then Wood came out, and we continued to bowl these short deliveries. Mitchell Stark, what a great test match he ended up having. But he came out continually bowl bounces, which continually got put over the fence. Yeah, look, I don't get it. I couldn't right? get it. And both teams both teams are doing this short pitch stuff, and I, I just don't know why. Let's just play cricket. 
Well, obviously it's a tactic and sometimes it can work, sometimes it can't. But when you're getting carted out of the ground and then suddenly you do get a wicket because of it, you can't say, you know, oh, you know, it, it, it's it's worked. It's what we've got to do all the time. No. I don't, you, I don't understand, to be you, honest with you. If plan A is not working, go to plan B or plan C. But again, Travis Head 77 saved us from embarrassment in the second inning. Yep. Our 224 and Travis Head scores 77 of them. Thank God there was rain, otherwise it would have been even a shorter test match. In saying that, we did have to come back and uh, bat in tricky conditions. We've lost all three tosses so far. Uh, we haven't had the, the rub of the green in that way. Maybe uh, as we go to Old Trafford, we win the toss. Conditions are in our favour and we can clean this bloody thing up. Well, they've got a week <laughs> to sort it out. Now I'm going to ask you a question. Mm. Green or Marsh in as the all-rounder? Ah, well, that is interesting. Well, look, you, it's pretty hard to drop Mitchell Marsh after he's 128. Uh, I, I don't think Boland will be there. I think uh, he didn't have a good test match, so I think they'll bring back Josh Hazelwood. There is talk of, pl- of perhaps playing both all-rounders. I'm not sure of the merit of that. Many of the Australian pundits are saying we've got to stick with uh, David Warner. He batted well at Lord's. Uh, and we need to stick with him because he is seasoned. If you bring in a Harris or a Matty Wrencher or something, you're throwing them to the Lions, but I don't know. Oh, pardon the pun, throwing them to the Lions. Yes, uh, the English team, of course, the Lions. So in answer to your question, do you play both of them? I wouldn't. No, I don't think you can. I'd go with Marsh. Yeah. Okay, well, based on form, absolutely. And if Green had have taken, uh, if he had have been destroying the Poms with the ball and or making a stack of runs with a bat. Well, we'd be saying the same about him, but he uh, hasn't. He's still only young, and, yeah. and all our greats have come in and out of the team as mm. they found their feet. So, All right. Well, we better move on. Uh, go the Aussies. Uh, what's next? Formula One and Oscar Piastri. Very close to finishing on the podium for his first time ever. Unfortunately, uh, a late safety car and a head-scratching strategy call flipped the script. Mm. Yeah, he conceded, uh, Red Bull's ace conceded the early race lead to Lando Norris at the first corner, but regained the advantage and was never headed as he won. But uh, Piastri also appeared poised for a podium finish behind his teammate and Verstappen for the bulk of the 52 laps. But he was overtaken in the pits by eight-time world champion, <laughs> Lewis Hamilton. Ah, yes. Ah, well, it's all a learning curve. It's all a learning curve for is, uh, Oscar. He, he's going and, well. And uh, how good is Verstappen to watch just the fifth driver to win six consecutive races? Yeah. Amazing feat. stuff. It and, really is. You know, Oscar will be back in a couple of weeks when they race at the Hungarian Grand Prix in a fortnight's time. Okay, no let up there. Close to the home V8 supercars, Shane Van Gisbergen found... Uh, Motor racing is a fickle business, Brendan. Yeah, head over to the US for your first NASCAR race ever and win it. <laughs> a few days later, you come back to Townsville and uh, you have a disappointing weekend in the, in the V8 supercars. You never know what you're going to get, do you? No, no. <laughs> but, uh, you know, he uh, had to hold hold back his place and let his teammate overtake him. And for the betterment of the championship, that was the, the right decision. But he wasn't happy about it. But he did uh, break through the grid. He started from last in the last race and worked his way through. So, well done. And after months of debate about parity, the Fords finally found some. Woohoo! Hey, I'm a Ford man. man so. well, I'm not totally, but I like the underdog, you know. <laughs> Let him have a go. Come on. Yeah. Uh, NRL, mate, play a boycott of the media. Oh. Um what are you, are you not happy? No, I think it's ridiculous. Okay, okay. So just in a nutshell, quickly, what's it all about? I 
to be honest, I think it is two egos getting in the way of each other and uh, both refusing to even inch. Well, it's all about money, isn't it? It is. Hmm. And uh, Clint Newton and Andrew Abdo from the NRL need to wake up to themselves and do what's right for everyone. Okay. But the players want money. They always want money. Yeah. They always want money and they get well paid. And granted, we hear the argument they only have a life lifespan of a few years. And for a lot of the lower end, that's that's true. But, you know, for four or five years, if you can make a hundred and whatever thousand it is a year, you should be able to um, put some of that away. So, again. Well, they make more than a hundred thousand a year. Oh, the lowest end, the lowest end in are the 30,000, in the 30 squads, they're only oh, 120,000. Okay. But, okay. Um, you know, look, you can't be too hard. It, it does take a lot of wear and tear on their body. But, you know, I'm all about the grassroots. Yep. And I think the top end quite often forget about where they come from. Okay, that's a fair point you make, mate. Um, now, uh, how much Queensland, third game? Uh, because it is, you may be listening to this and go, what are they talking about? We're recording this on a Tuesday. Of course, the game is on Wednesday. If I did bet, and I'm not mm. a better, mm. and I would gamble responsibly, mm. I'd say Queensland 13 plus. Queensland 13 plus, okay. Okay. You win some, you lose more. Sorry, just a disclaimer <laughs> there. All right, uh, let's go ahead to uh, this weekend's, uh, or last weekend's round just quickly too. Um, a couple of surprises. The Warriors uh, buy so much over the Eels, I thought. Um, uh, was Didn't see that coming. Eels supporters disappointing, but the Warriors were disappointing the week before at home, so they've come back a bit there. Yeah, Parramatta had a lot of their spine out. They had uh, a couple of Moses and their fullback in uh, the State of Origin camp. They also had Regan Campbell-Gillard and, of course, Dylan Brown suspended, so they were without most of their spine. But the Warriors, they're just going from strength to strength, and Andrew Webster has done an outstanding job as a first-year coach, and if he's not in the running for Coach of the Year, I'm not here. Yeah, I'd like to see them do well, the Warriors. Uh, starved of success, uh, fair to say. Now, what about the Bulldogs? They've come back from a 66 shellacking, okay, and here they are beating the Rabbits. Again, <laughs> I'm not a huge Rabbitohs fan, but they were without seven of their top line. Yeah, I know, but, you know, still. Yeah, and that, the Bulldogs <laughs> were without a couple of those, so well done. And again, as we say every week, you cannot pick who's going to turn up. No, and the Titans, of course, uh, well, you never know what you're going to get with them. They're always so... Close, and they seem to be in a winning position and just uh, get pipped uh, a lot of the time. But the Dolphins, too good by two points. Yes, a penalty goal in extra time. And for the first time ever, I've, I haven't seen it very often, a penalty blown when it's golden point. A referee Jeez. was game enough to pull out the whistle and blow a penalty. Yes, he was. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of conjecture whether that mm-hmm. was right or wrong, but I actually support the referee, and well done. Okay. Now, uh, on Friday, the Knights, your Knights take on the West Tigers, Brendan, and uh, also the Bullies and the Broncos do battle this week. Yeah, uh, well, let's get back to the Knights because I will be there at night to watch the Knights. Okay. When they play the West Tigers. Now, fingers crossed. Well, you've ch- chosen a game there, although, yeah, you never know. Happy Coruscant <laughs> is back for the West Tigers, so look, I'm, I'm not counting my chickens. No. So, but never... I am tipping the Knights. Good on you. Of course you are. Uh, Seagulls and Cowboys do battle as well. The Roosters, Storm, the Warriors and Sharks and the Dolphins, Panthers uh, uh, on Sunday, along with the Eels and Titans. And just the three have the Bison, George, the Rabbits and the Canberra Raiders. Yeah, it should be the end of the buys after this weekend. So it'll be, we'll know where everyone sits parity-wise on the table. Yep. But before we go, Blandy, I've got to ask you, have you heard about the kerfuffle with uh, FIFA covering up all the statues' nameplates? No. On the stadium at the Sydney... um, No. 
whatever the Sydney Football Stadium it was called, because it's part of the World Cup, yeah. there can be no advertising. Oh my God. So FIFA have, clo- <laughs> have even covered up the names of one of our great soccer people, Johnny Warren, and others, oh, our top uh, Olympians. Taking it too far? Taking it too far, and uh, the backlash was severe, and FIFA have backed down quickly. So I was going to say, who the hell do these people think they are? Well, they're a pretty powerful body. Yeah, the world governing body of football. <laughs> they are pretty powerful, yes. Uh, AFL, mate, just quickly, uh, Richmond too good for the Swannies. Collingwood doing what they do, continuing on against the Bulldogs last weekend. Uh, Brisbane, a shellacking of the West Coast. Yep, we expected yeah. that. Uh, close game between uh, the Giants. They just got there over Hawthorne. The Saints, uh, considering we lost three in the first quarter, uh, I thought we were admirable against the uh, the Melbourne Demons, uh, just going down there by, well, it was 21 points in the end, but they hung in. So. Yeah, look, it was a great effort from the Saints. Yeah, and and again, was. we don't only talk sport, we go and support our team. So yep. I believe you're off to see your Saints this weekend. This weekend, we uh, take on the Gold Coast Suns. I'll be heading down to the Goldie to, uh, well, I don't know. I don't know what I'll be witnessing. <laughs> I really don't. Uh, look, the news today is, of course, that uh, Stuart Jew, the Gold Coast Suns coach, has been uh, sacked. There was uh, talk of it. Uh, one particular um, person, Carolyn Wilson, uh, yeah. uh, AFL reporter, had been sort of on about this for some time. Many people blaming her. I'm not sure you can blame her, but uh, I don't know. How how much influence does the media have over these things? Well, look, I, uh, I think a little bit too much. And I, I know why they do it, to try and write a story and whatnot. But in, in all codes, they, you, know, you always hear about which coach is on the hot seat and which is under pressure, and it almost becomes an agenda. Mm. But uh, I have to ask you, do you do you um, follow the philosophy that uh, you should always back a team that's lost its coach? Uh, yes, and uh, which is why I'm even more nervy than I was already going to be this Sunday. Yes, beware of the injured beast, uh, as they say. Uh, Geelong were too good for North last weekend. Essendon are coming uh, coming home with a, a wet sail there at the right time of the year, and so is Carlton with a big win over Fremantle. And this weekend, uh, just quickly, Sydney and the Bulldogs do battle. Melbourne and Brisbane will be uh, a big game too. Uh, Collingwood, Fremantle, the Gold Coast and Saints. Carlton, Port Adelaide, another important game uh, for both teams this weekend, as will Geelong-Essendon. Uh, That'll Adel- be a very interesting yeah, game. Yeah, Adelaide do battle with the Giants. North and Hawthorne and West Coast should uh, go down to Richmond, you would think. You would think so. And time to move on to local sport and, I guess, introduce our special guest this week, Brendan. Yeah, Kirsty Smith from the Harvey Bay Triathlon Club, who is their compliance officer. She was recently named Regional Volunteer at the Triathlon Queensland Presentations. Hold on a sec. Uh, regional Volunteer at the Triathlon Queensland Presentations, uh, that is a, a pretty big deal. And we've got her on the line. Hello, Kirsty. Hello, how are you both? Good, congratulations. The, uh, the studio audience, they appreciate your work too. Well done. Thank you very much. Okay, so um, how did you find out that you'd been nominated? Uh, it was a, a real surprise to me. I um, received an email from Triathlon Queensland uh, letting me know that I was a finalist for the uh, Champions of Queensland Awards and invited me to a award ceremony. Well, congratulations. I personally think it's a well-deserved award. Uh, Thank you, Brendan. You do all the the behind-the-scenes work for the club in the compliance side with council and police, allowing the club to close roads, etc. And that's on top of your many volunteer hours you do, and as well as being a parent, and you're always there recording times, etc. Where do you find all the time? (laughs) 
Ah, uh, yes. Um, you've heard that saying, um, if you want something done, give it to a busy person. So <laughs> I think uh, I think I uh, epitomise that. Okay. So, I mean, it is a lot of work involved and we just, you know, go out and whether you're competing or going to watch, you just expect roads to be closed and this to be happening and that to be happening and everything that is involved. But how much time goes into organising, say, a triathlon event? Um. I guess it varies. For a normal club race, um, I guess my role would be um, probably around 10 hours um, just to get a normal club race up and running. But when we have uh, bigger races like the Harvey Bay 100, which is a big full road closure from Torquay right up to Point Vernon, uh, it takes a little bit more time and you have to be really careful uh, around the um, the applications and make sure we get it done um, completely right the first time because obviously it's a, quite a big deal to shut down a you know quite a busy road um, the Esplanade and we know that that impacts on quite a lot of people so we need to make sure we've got all the compliance and permits in place to allow those road closures to go ahead. Now, Kirsty, probably the hardest and easiest question to answer is why do you do it? Why do I do it? Um, I'm, I guess I'm really inspired by the other committee members that I work alongside. So the President, Paul Smith, Vice President, Jeff Morris, um, Brian Harrington, who's you know been a volunteer coach of juniors for over 30 years in this community. So when I became a member of the Tri Club, I, I just couldn't sit there and watch all these other people volunteer their time um, and do do this so without um, thinking that I, I could contribute in some way so I guess that's why I do it um, really for the, the because the, the other committee members are so strong in what they do and I, I like to be able to support them as well and obviously my kids are involved in the sport so well, I was going to get to that uh, <laughs> so are you, before we do are you still competing no, not at all. Okay, all right. uh, and this is quite gives me quite the excuse not to <laughs> to don a tri suit and Fair enough. Try and well, go swimming. Other members of the family certainly make up for you, of course. Uh, uh, Dylan and uh, and Hayden. Now, Dylan, as we know, has been recognised and uh, is really going to the top there. Um, where does he stand at the moment in Queensland rankings wise for his age? Um, that's a good question. He's sort of at the bottom of his age at the moment, so. With triathlon, um, they have a sort of joint ages, so you sort of either of the bottom age or the top age. So I guess at the bottom of the age, he's he's still sitting um, in in quite a good position. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's hard to tell. We're we're not in triathlon season at the moment. We're um, so it's just in that sort of building phase of training and you know. Um, doing a bit of cross-country and things like that. But um, I guess when we head back to tri-season later this year, we'll see where he's at, um, test him out a bit. Okay, and Hayden? Hayden, um, so Hayden uh, does triathlon more for the um, enjoyment, more mm-hmm. the social aspect. Yeah, so um, he certainly gets out, yeah, and enjoys competing, but he probably um, not at that same sort of commitment yeah. level that his big brother's at, yeah. Now, look, Kirsty, you've done very well and deflected and diverted all the way from you, and it, we've spoken very little well, about I, you. I, I did bring up the, uh, the the family connection there and, and, and an interest in, in doing what she does too for the boys, but go on, Brandon. All right. Tell us about the big night when you won the award. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, um, so it was actually a brunch or a breakfast um, down in Brisbane, um, which which was really lovely. Uh, they uh, invited all the finalists down and we had a president's address from the president of Triathlon Queensland. Um, I saw a life member 
received their presentation, which was really lovely um, to hear about this life member's journey in triathlon. Um, there were some service awards for um, triathlon officials, which is great as well, since we can't do triathlons without having triathlon officials um, officiating over them and making sure that they're done following the letter of the law um, and some coaching awards and just seeing the athlete awards as well. So, yeah, it was a really lovely um, brunch sort of presentation. Fantastic. On uh, can, I, can I ask, and I probably think someone ah. outside looking in, that there, there wouldn't be any uh, perhaps, you know, celebratory drinks going on because all these people are extremely fit, healthy and, and health conscious. Is that true or not? Oh, no. Have you not heard about the fourth leg? So triathlon is made up of three sports, swimming, cycling and running. The fourth leg is the um, celebratory drinks. I love it. So the studio audience, thank you. All right. Put my mind at rest there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, mate, what's next for you and the Tri Club? Uh, so we we have a we're just starting our 2023-24 calendar series. So we will start with a duathlon uh, on the 23rd of July, and we'll have a triathlon in October. Obviously, we'll have the big um, Harvey Bay 100 festival, which is over uh, in late November. It happens over a weekend. A uh, bit of a break over Christmas, and then we'll have some new uh, races in 2024. Okay. Kirsty Smith, uh, regional volunteer as voted by Triathlon Queensland. Uh, congratulations again and thanks a ton for joining us here on The Whistleblowers. Well done, mate, and thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having me. Okay, mate, we'll move on with uh, local sports and uh, rugby league. The Bundaberg Rugby League comp was a, a local derby or derby uh, when the Wallaroos hosted the Seagulls. It was also the last game in the George Bowman Memorial Shield that they play for each year, and it was a spirited display by the Harvey Bay Seagulls, uh, but it wasn't enough to stop the Roo boys from winning at home 32-18. to 18. Uh, It's a lot better than their previous score. I was going to say, they'd take that, the Seagulls. They'd take 18. That was a competitive match by the sounds of it. It was, and, you know, credit to the club. They're still building slowly. And, of course, West Panthers defeated East Magpies 30-24, to 24, and Waves Tigers were too strong for past brothers. Okay, in uh, football too, um, Doon Villa and Sunbury travelled to Bundaberg to play. How did that pan out? Well, Sunbury had a great win against SC Corinthians, 8-2, with Cody Burt scoring four goals and Lucas Parry netting three. Not a bad effort, is it? <laughs> not a bad no, effort. No, not all. a bad effort at all across the waves. Too strong for the uh, KSS Jets, yeah, 5-0. Yeah, the waves t- are taking all before them. Doon Villa also fell to the United Park Eagles, 4-0. And in the fi- final game, Fraser Flames met Bingra. And the visitors winning 5-4. Okay. Uh, now, in the women's comp, the Fraser Flames, uh, still going from strength to strength. They haven't lost a game yet? No. And it's it's across the waves in the men and Fraser Flames in the women. They defeated Bingara 6-1. UPE defeated Doon Villa 3-0. And in the final match, across the waves defeated the KSS Jets. Okay. This week, the women's comp begins on Friday. Doon Villa hosting the Flames and Tanana hosting the United Park Eagles hockey. Yes, uh, another round. Unfortunately, we didn't have the scores at the time of going to print, but uh, that competition is going from strength to strength, and uh, they're all played up in Harvey Bay. So congratulations to the winners and to the losers. Just congratulations for getting out and playing sport. Yes, and if if, uh, someone uh, could uh, put the scores up so that we can actually... uh Broadcast and that would be fantastic too. It can't be that hard, can it? Oh, no, it can't. But we've got to remember, everyone's a volunteer. Okay. AFL and the Wide Bay AFL comp, the Harvey Bay Bombers, uh, proved too strong for the Bay Power and the men, 98 to 70. Once again, that's uh, 
Not a bad effort by the power there, considering how strong the uh, the Bombers are this year. It, they were a lot closer than the score um, shows. In mm. the first two quarters, they were certainly matching it with the Bombers, and uh, just the class of the Bombers won out in the end. And, of course, the result was reversed in the women's with Bay Power winning in a low-scoring game, 2-3-15 to 0-2-2. Okay, uh, sport happening across the region this week, Brendan. Yeah, plenty of action to check out. We've got Wallaroos playing West Panthers and the Harvey Bay Seagulls play Waves Tigers. Both games are in Bundy. In footy, we've got Sunbury meeting the United Park Eagles, while Doon Villa and Fraser Flames, the shed, their scheduled game has been postponed. Oh, so good. Why is that? I have no, no idea. idea. Okay, that's all right. <laughs> and in the women's comp, which begins on Friday, Doom Villa hosts the Fraser Flames and Tanana are hosting UPE. Okay, now in hockey, we might have the scores, but we can tell you this week, uh, Maribyrnong Hockey Association hosts the Fraser Coast competitions. Yep, CBR are playing brothers and Granville Tigers are up against Magpies and the men. While in the women, Granville Rovers and Magpies meet and Bolt and Uniroos clash. Okay, in the AFL. Bay Power hosts the Waves in Harvey Bay. It should be an interesting game, while the Bombers travel up the highway to play Brothers Bulldogs. Okay, you'd expect them to have a win there, and fingers crossed for the Bay Power to uh, up against against the Waves. be nice for them to get some wins. Oh, look, uh, look, what I saw in the week before, mm. they're, they're finding form at the right end of the season. Well, that's when you need it. Okay, uh, especially in a, a comp where there's not that many that you will probably play finals anyway. Well, there's four teams and there's three that get to the finals, yes. so you've just got to get in that top three. Okay, uh, look, we'd like to thank uh, you for listening in to another Whistleblowers podcast this week. And we'd like to thank Kirsty Smith, of course, our special guest. And next week, Brennan will chat again with another guest about all things sport. We will. And uh, don't forget, we also give a shout out to an athlete or a club that have done some sensational work for the community. And this week, I have two, Blandy, the Harvey Bay Netball Association. They held a carnival day to remember Brody Smith, who passed away last mm-hmm. year, raising money for the Dunga Derby and the Fraser Coast Mental League, who also held, held their annual bowls day to raise funds for those in need in the rugby league community. Yeah, well done to those associations. So it was a weekend of caring. It everyone. was indeed. Uh, look, don't forget to keep updated with all your local sporting news, fcsportsmedia.com.au. Brendan Bowers, as you always say... Our sport, our community. Now that you're up to date, don't forget to add us to your favourites to keep it that way. The Whistleblowers Podcast.